Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you in the office for once on a Sunday. It seems like it's been a long time since we've done this. I have been on the run, on the road, doing all kinds of things. So we're we're home this weekend. Um, and when we're home, like Rhonda's home with me, we've got her moved here from her dad's apartment. We've relinquished that apartment now. Uh, so she's here and we're back together. Things are, uh, well, we're nowhere near normal, but, but we're working on those aspects, trying to get the house in order and making some changes and doing all these crazy fun things about, um, bringing her stuff that was over there back in here and trying to figure out where we're going to put it all and what we're going to get rid of. And so we've been shuffling the deck quite a bit. So I have a message this morning and I, and I've gone through two or three this morning, just trying to get my mind wrapped around what I wanted to share with you, because there's, there's so much, um, I, I have so much that I feel like I'd like to share, uh, and I, and I will given God's timing. Um, but today I, I want to share with you a message. This is a message that, uh, a gentleman I know who's in the outdoor industry, he's a, does a lot of hunting and guiding and things like that, but he writes a great deal. Uh, his name is Dean Hulse. Um, he writes quite a bit and I love some of his writings and I have shared some of his stuff before, but this one caught my attention and, and I thought, you know, it's, it's so relevant to where we are today that I thought I need to bring this across to you. So today's title of this message is called Ship Shape. This is, again, by my friend Dean Hulse. But the subtitle would be Set a Course and Set Sail. Now, I'm not a sailor. I've never um, been in a sailboat. I'm kind of one of them guys, if it ain't got a motor, I don't really want in it. I'm, I'm not going to rely on natural resources to get me anywhere. It's kind of like being up a creek without a paddle. You know, I guess being up a creek without a paddle is not such a bad idea because at least you can float back down. Maybe if you're down a creek without a paddle and you're not going to get back up that creek. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, set a course and set sail. In Mark chapter 16, uh, verse 15, it says this. This is Jesus saying, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creations. Now, there's different versions that say that different ways in different scriptures, as far as Luke and Matthew and Mark have all say it different ways. But you need to get the gist of that. We've talked about this piece of scripture quite frequently because we, we, often, we often refer to the go as being the Great Commission, preaching the gospel as being the Great Commission, neither of which is true. Um, yes, we must go, and yes, we are to preach the gospel. We're to share the good news of Jesus Christ. But the idea behind the Great Commission is that we are to make disciples. That's our role. Our role is to lead people to Jesus. We are to go into all the world. We are to preach the truth. But in the process of all of that, we are to lead people to Jesus. That's the Great Commission, to go into all the world, preach the gospel, and lead people to, to Jesus. So there's an old saying amongst hunters that says you can't get a buck while sitting in camp. And I've heard this reference quite a bit. That saying brings to mind, and this is Dean sharing some story here, so I want to I share some of Dean's thoughts. This saying brings to mind when I was just old enough to hunt and near the end of season, we would go out and hunt as a group. We would make small, quiet drives through patches of woods and push deer to one another. Now, I've done this. I'm familiar with, with uh, the going out and tromping the woods to push deer out of the woods into someone else's line of fire. And, and I'm, I'm, so there's a lot of understanding in this. On those mornings, 
Okay, this is Dean again. On those mornings, my uncle would come to camp early to join us, and he would come and bounce on the bed and say that saying, Come on, it's time to get up. You can't shoot a buck in camp. Well, after a quick breakfast, we would head out and spend the day as a group together. Those are some of the greatest memories for me. Yesterday, I was watching a hunting clip with my pastor, and there was that my pastor had sent me, and I caught a line spoken, and it was a quote from 100 years ago by a guy named John A. Shedd, and it said this, A ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are for. Just like that ship, hunters were made to hunt, not to sit in camp. Now, camp's always important. You know, I've got a great lot of memories myself of hunting camp. I loved hunt camp. Uh, there, there was a lot of time, you know, you, you spend time around the fire, you, you hang out, you hear stories, you listen to the older, uh, the elders of your family who are speaking things of the past, and it is a great time. But just like that ship, safe harbors are, are important for ships. That, that, that camp experience, that hunt camp experience, that time spent listening to other people is very, very important, and, and it's something that we all need. We all need places to be replenished and repaired, maybe for ongoing work. So think about that in the form of a ship. A ship needs to come into harbor from time to time to be replenished, to be restocked, possibly to be repaired, so that they can continue on what they're designed to do. But a ship permanently in harbor is not doing what it's built to do. This kind of reflects back on the duck call sermon. You know, until you apply air to a duck call, it's not serving its purpose. Well, if a ship's not sailing, it's not serving its purpose. If it's not out on the water doing its task, it's really just an ornament, right? And that's kind of what that is like. So this is similar to, to us in Christian faith. The, the Christian walk does not exist to be expressed in church. Let me say that again because I really want you to understand what's being spoken here. The Christian walk, our faith, it, it does not exist to be expressed in church. Hmm. Boy, you could uncork a big bag of stuff right there. In other words, what he's saying is, 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 is everything that God has poured into us isn't designed to be poured out in the church building. It's designed to be poured out in creation. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say go you into your church on Sunday morning and listen to the preacher preach the gospel. He said that we're to go and to do this ourselves. We are to go and lead others to Jesus. Okay, going to be a little toe stomping, I guess. It is understandable that we want what is familiar. We want what is safe and we want what is affirming. But the church should never be an institution unto itself. It should be a lighthouse. It should be a place of refuge. It should be a hospital for the wounded, not a, not, not a retirement home for those who of us who just don't want to work anymore. That, that Boy, yeah, okay. That wasn't in the notes. That one was for free. When it is, it's not going to do its job. It has become a social club, and that's not why God built the church. God, God didn't build the structures. We did. If you remember the, the story of Jesus, they held church in, in homes. They traveled, they, they broke bread together daily. They, they spent time on the road. They spent time out in the parks. They spent time out in the public speaking to those who were in need, speaking truth to all who needed to hear it. And many came to the Lord through that. He didn't talk anything about, hey, let's go build this cool, awesome looking building and, and, and then beg people to come. 
Instead, he said, go. Go out there into the world and preach the gospel. Make followers of all people. Church exists to enable the sharing and living out of a message. Like this ship, we've got to leave the harbor and venture into the world where we can be of use. If we just sit in the, in the harbor, we're not going to serve our purpose. Just like the ship. The church exists to enable the sharing and living out of a message. Believers need to be equipped and encouraged to live their daily lives for Christ. That's done mostly in the harbor of the church. But that's just to send them out into the world. In families, workplaces, communities, clubs, socializing, online discussions, and wherever we find ourselves. Our congregation could be any place at any given time with any amount of people. It could be just one. Maybe it's a, well, Walmart doesn't have any clerks at their registers anymore, but it could have been. I've, I've ministered to a clerk at a Walmart register once before. Maybe you've heard that story in one of my messages. It can be anywhere. We're, we're to be, the, the church is to equip us. You've heard me speak often that the church should be a place of celebration, that we're doing it all wrong. See, now we, we, we tell people, hey, you know, uh, you need to go to church to, to give your life to the Lord. Really? Where's that in Scripture? Uh, or, or, we, or we often just simply refer to um, inviting someone to church. That's, that's our Christian duty, right? That's, that's we're fulfilling the commission just because we're inviting someone to church. But see, the church, we've messed this all up because now we build this building and we hire this guy to stand in that pulpit and to feed us a meal once a week because we don't go anymore. Right. I mean, when I grew up, we went Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And if revival broke out, I went every night. Now, my, I, I tell people all the time I had a drug problem growing up. My mama drugged me to church every time the doors was open. And so if, if something happened that was a six day revival, a three day revival, a 12 day revival, we were there every day. There was no options. I didn't have an option. So so but, but what we've come to now is now we've we've whittled that down to just one day. And we do our Christian duty. We fulfill our obligation by going to church one Sunday. We sit there like a bump on a pickle. We sing three songs, listen to a sermon, shake a few hands, and we go home. And then we do it all again next week. And really, we don't do anything in between. Now, I'm, I'm being very general here. I know that many do spend their time being very relational with people and, and very evangelistic with people. But it's rare. And I say that um, purposely, that it's kind of rare, because that's not what we're to do. So this church should be a place of celebration. It should be where we come in on Sunday morning excited to share about all of the ministry that took place throughout the week, all of the outpouring that took place out on the street. Maybe maybe that we bring with us those who we've spoke to about Jesus throughout the week. And then that, that, that man that we pay to stand in that pulpit and speak to us every Sunday refills us re-equips us, replenishes us, repairs us if necessary, so that we might go back out and do it all over again throughout the next week. So I've heard a lot of this. Um, I've heard it said that God does not have a mission for his church. Hmm. God does not have a mission for his church. He has a church for his mission. Now, there's an interesting twist. God doesn't have a mission for his church. He has a church for his mission. The mission is to share the story of, of the one who brings life in all of its fullness. Now, now, we're not to avoid church. 
I mean, he said, don't forsake the assembling together the saints in Hebrews 10, 25, especially as we see the day approach. What day is that? The end of times. I believe we're in those end of days. So we're not to avoid church. We need each other. Iron sharpens iron. We need to spend time with fellow believers. I need what you have. You need what I have. Even if it's a smile or a handshake or a pat on the back or a, hey, how you doing? We need each other. As the harbor is for ships, the church is for the family of Christ. It's our place of replenishment. It's our place of restocking. It's our place of repair if need be. A place of safety from the storms to replenish, to fix the damage done by the storms and to restock the supplies before setting sail again. Maybe you've been in the harbor long enough. (laughs) Make sure your ship has made good use of its time in there. Are you ready to sail again? Readjusted for the new conditions outside the harbor and get back into the voyage. You understand what that means? The conditions change all the time. There's often times we come into that safe harbor to be readjusted, maybe to apply some new equipment, to get some fresh ideas, so that now when we go back out into that, that environment that's out there, we're prepared for it. Maybe, maybe we bolster ourselves up to face this new storm that's coming. Remember, your life is a full-time ministry, and you can't live out your ministry inside the church. That's not what he called us to do. Even our pastors, even even our our leaders, that's not just their role. You got to understand that a pastor spends his entire week speaking to people, dealing with people, talking to people, praying for people, walking with people throughout their journey in this life, and then he comes into church and does the job that you're paying him to do, delivering a message that rebuilds and refurbishes and restores and and and, and excites you to go back out and do the work again. See, this guy's doing it seven days a week. We only do it once, if at all. Okay, I know, stomping on some toes again. We have got to learn to set a course and set sail. God did not intend us to be pew sitters. He intended us to go into all the world and to lead people to him. You can't be a good leader unless you're a great follower. You've heard me say this before. You must be a a great follower of Jesus Christ in order to be a good leader. We've got to have our heart right. We've got to have our mindset correct before we go into this world and lead others to Jesus. We're going to lead them. We've got to determine where we're leading them to. I really do hope that you get something from this message that means something to you. I know, again, some of these can be kind of a shin kicker. I, I didn't really intend that to become that this morning. I really want to encourage you to to really understand what your Great Commission is, what your calling is in this life. And, and you may say, oh, you know, I, I don't have a calling. I, you know, all I do is just go to church and do my thing. That's untrue. God created each one of us for a purpose. And until we allow him to breathe into us, we're not serving his purpose. If all we're doing is sitting tied to a dock in a, in a harbor, in a church, we're not serving the purpose he created us for. He created our vessel to sail. He created our vessel to be out on the water. He created our vessel to be doing something for his purpose. That's what we're called and created to be. That harbor is nothing more than a fueling station, nothing more than a restocking station, nothing more than a, than a, than a safe harbor in a storm when we need to be replenished, restocked, rebuilt and then sent back out. We are to be used according to the way he built us. Mercy. I I pray you find yourself in a safe harbor today, 
allowing God to pour into you that which you need to go back out onto those oceans of life this week and be used of him to lead someone to Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for following our broadcast, our podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. We're praying for you. We're praying that God will overwhelm you with blessing. Remember what we always say, that you can't outgive him. The Bible says in the same measure in which you give, he'll give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It'll be poured right into your lap. That, you know, I reference that a lot about your money if you give to this ministry, but it's way more than that. In the same measure you give of your life, God will pour back into you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, be poured right into your lap. Whatever you give, he'll give back in great measure. Give of all you have today. Amen. We love you. If you want to support us financially, you can do so. www.livingloudoutdoors.com. All of our giving links are our little buttons on there. There's a PayPal. There's a, a simple give. It's easy to give to us. Our address is there. There's all kinds of ways you can support us. Please continue to pray with us as we journey through this life, doing what God has called us to do. We're out on that ocean. We're doing what he's, what he's given us to do. We're fighting through the storms. Sometimes the waves are big. Sometimes we, too, need to go in for some repairs or some restock or some refueling. Amen. That's what life is about. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying for you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.